Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Allison Baggerly, who is a writer, podcaster, money coach, and founder of Inspired Budget. As a former teacher, Allison blends her talents for teaching with her passion for personal finance to help others learn how to start budgeting and build a life they love. Allison and her husband paid off more than $111,000 in debt on two teacher salaries while growing their family. During the process, she learned how to take back control of her money, stay consistent with paying off debt, and stop emotional spending once and for all. She's been featured on Forbes, Business Insider, and Parents as a budget expert who gives women step-by-step process to break free from the grueling paycheck-to-paycheck cycle. Women turn to Allison and Inspired Budget for advice and inspiration every day. I'm so excited you're here to give us advice and inspiration today. Welcome. Thank you, Jessica. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So before we jump into this super important topic, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Gosh, um, I do something I never thought I would do before ever in my life. So I went to school to become an elementary teacher. I became an elementary teacher. I met my husband, Matt, who is also a teacher, and we became unexpectedly pregnant on our honeymoon, realized that we didn't actually have enough money to pay for daycare payments. So -hmm. it was the first time we ever had a conversation about money was when we were sitting, I will never forget, in this little small apartment at this hand-me-down kitchen table with mismatched Ikea chairs. And we realized, okay, we're pregnant. We, we, We have no idea what we're doing. This is a lot sooner than we had ever planned. And we actually don't have enough cash flow left over. And part mm-hmm. of it was because we had so much debt. We had over $111,000 worth of debt. We had never totaled it up. And in that moment, I knew something had to change. So fast forward four and a half years, we learned how to write on write a budget. We paid off all of our student loans and car loans, and we grew our family. And during that time, surprise to me, I, I became very passionate about money and budgeting, which I never thought I would because I love to spend money. So Mm. the idea that I would enjoy budgeting and saving money was completely foreign to me. And once we had kind of reached this goal, I couldn't stop talking about it. And that's when I actually started inspired budget because I was able to take my skill set and talent for teaching because I was a teacher for 10 years and my passion for personal finance and kind of put them together to be able to help people. And that's how I became a business owner when I honestly thought I would teach for 30 years. And now I still get to teach, but in the comfort of my own home, I have the freedom and flexibility to pick my kids up from school and go to their end of the year school parties. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just wonderful because I've been able to not just replace my teaching income, but surpass it as well. 
Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I mean, that entrepreneur life is way better than hauling yourself into a classroom every oh my day, gosh. For endless yes. hours, teachers, the job of a teacher is a thankless and grueling job. Oh, oh, it totally is. And my husband's still a teacher mm-hmm. and I, he, he's counting down the years. He's like 14 years left. And I'm like, really, do you really Ooh. want to do it? Like we could find something else, but he's, I don't know. He's determined and we need people like him in yeah. the classroom. Um, but we don't need people like both, both of us in the classroom. One yeah. <laughs> person in a household is enough. <laughs> yes, totally agreed. So, uh, I want to talk today about finances mindset as an entrepreneur. So tell me a little bit. So you guys like sort of really mastered your personal finances, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about business finances here, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is probably for a lot of people, a bit of a different beast. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. I actually, the words in my mind was, it's a whole other beast because mastering your personal finances is absolutely wonderful, especially whenever you have a salary. It's very, it, it can be difficult and it can be overwhelming at first, but once you kind of get in the rhythm, it feels very safe, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you've done things like paid off debt, you start saving for retirement. You just it just feels good. But business finances, I learned after making the same amount of money every single month as a salary employee for 10 years, it is a rocky, rocky road. It is a roller coaster. And it impacted me way more than I thought it would. Just my mindset around money, my emotions mm-hmm. around making money, a lot of fear and scarcity mindset that came in, me even sabotaging myself sometimes. And that has been very it's been a journey to overcome it. And I think that it's very easy to think that you're alone and that no one else feels this way, but it's, that's a lie. That's not true. Um, so it's, it's been hard and there's definitely things that I've had to do to overcome it and just kind of be able to feel confident when it comes to my business finances, because it is so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. It's that like, a common phrase around entrepreneurship and money is feast or famine. You know, like you're always mm-hmm. riding the roll, maybe often riding yeah. the roller coaster. Or um, I get one thing I'm wondering is something that stood out to me was you said um, sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. and your finances. So let's start there because that feels like probably one of the bigger mental roadblocks or Mm -hmm. obstacles to overcome in our business. So talk to me a little bit about like your experience with that and, and how can listeners, if they're doing that, stop doing it. I mean, I think it's definitely shows up in different ways. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I can speak personally for me and my experience, my goal, whenever I was still teaching full-time and running my business, which was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and I've had two children. It's harder than that (laughs) (laughs) is was really having this mindset of, I just need to replace my teaching income. I just need to replace my teaching income. And then once I did replace my teaching income, it was almost this, this fear of, okay, well, if I get, if I make too much money, um, you know, what happens? Does that mean I need to hire someone? Oh, that sounds scary. That sounds hard. Okay. And then I found myself doing things that would sabotage my income levels, like saying no to things that I actually wanted. And mm-hmm. that would be beneficial for me because I was too scared sometimes of what, what that would bring, because, you know, they say more money, more problems, which in a sense is true when it comes to our business, because you do have to worry about the taxes. You might have to grow and bring on a team and then you're 
you're worried about making enough money to pay people. Mm-hmm. And that can be really scary. So I found myself almost just stalling and procrastinating and like pausing instead of saying, okay, if I do make more money and I do need to scale and I do need to do these things, I can figure out a way to make that happen. Even if I don't know how to do that now, I can figure out a way to hire. I can figure out a way to make sure that I'm continuing to make enough money to keep on, you know, my wonderful VA who works for me 20 hours a week. And so my form of self-sabotage looked like paralysis Mm -hmm. really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think exactly what you just said toward the end there, which is, I think it's the not knowing, right? Like, Oh, if I make that much money, how am I going to, do I need to hire someone? How am I going to manage it? Like, what does it look like? What am I going to want taxes? And we want to like understand and see everything right in front of us. And that's just realistic as you're growing. Every element of your business is evolving and growing as you evolve Mm -hmm. and grow. And, um, So I know for me, I can see that being something that would come up for me. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And so I had to do things like, like the taxes, everything like that terrified me. I had this, I have this huge fear around taxes. If you don't tell me how much I'm going to pay you, but if I don't pay you the right amount, I could go to jail. Like what is this? (laughs) And so I always had this anxiety, this financial anxiety, financial anxiety, that's completely different than personal financial anxiety, but almost this business financial anxiety Mm -hmm. added on. And I'm a, you know, it's really just me. I have one VA and a couple of people that help me, but putting that all on one person, because it's not my husband's business, it's mine. That can be very overwhelming and stressful. And in that moment, I do tend to freeze. And then when I can talk about it, I can realize, okay, I don't need to know how to do it all. Who do I need to hire to take care of all of my bookkeeping and my taxes. So that way I know I'm not going to be put in jail by the government. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did, but it takes overcoming the paralysis. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it took me months of self-sabotaging to realize, okay, I like, I don't have to be scared of this because I don't always have to know the answer. Right. And let's talk a little bit about that fear. Cause there's the fear in that one way of like not knowing, but there's, I know I was just talking on another episode about how you have to be willing to look at the numbers and people are so scared mm-hmm. to look at the numbers. Talk to me a little bit about your experience with that. Oh my goodness. So my thing is if I don't look at the numbers every day, I freak out. So <laughs> for me, it's about like facing the truth. So I think it's very easy. And this really, truthfully, the thing is, is it happens in personal finances too. We are too scared of facing the truth Mm -hmm. because we're scared of what we will number one, have to change or number two, have to learn. Mm -hmm. And then number three, what does it mean about us? We're really, all it means about us is that we need to learn something. And so people don't look at their finances, their business finances, because it's scary. And then the, we allow these thoughts to enter our mind. And so for me, I think the basic starting point is knowing your financial truth when it comes to your business. So knowing exactly how much money you have coming in, how much money you have going out, how much money you need to save for taxes and all of these other things. And when I know my financial truth, that is the only time when I can make intentional and wise business decisions in terms of my spending. So I will not spend money in my business until I know my financial truth. And I'm, you know, there's lots of opportunities to spend money in your business. So I have to always know where I stand financially. And so for me, I look at it as a prerequisite 
to spending in my business. And when you're willing to look at it every day or or at least once a week, then that fear, it disappears. Because what do you have to be afraid of when you can see the numbers? And then if there's a problem, that's when you can try to figure out a solution. If you don't have enough money coming in, okay, now we can dive into where can I, how can I come up with a solution to fix this problem? Right. And I, I really love what you said right there at the end. That's I think so important. And I talk to my husband about this all the time, which is if you see a, a gap in your revenue or you're anticipating rather than the immediate response being, well, how can I spend less? How can I spend less? My, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to help him remember is thinking more. So shifting from that lack mindset to more of a solutions-based mindset. So, okay, what do I need to bring in to fill that space? Yes. What do I need to bring in to reach that next Mm -hmm. level in my revenue? Exactly. And also realizing that there's going to be seasons. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not salary employees. And even though, you know, I am an... I am an S corp and I pay myself a salary still the income coming into the business will fluctuate. And there's, to me, there's beauty in that because my, like, I think also just seeing it in a different way, my income, my business makes a lot less money during the summer. I mean, I teach people how to budget, save money and pay off debt. No one wants to do that in the summer. (laughs) They want to spend, they want to go out, they want to have fun. They don't want to feel guilty. They don't want anyone telling them about all of those things. However, come September, they're like, oh crap, something has to change. And that's when I, I get to step back in. But what I love is while that income might take a dip in the summer, it also frees up my time to spend the summer with my kids. Yeah. And when I can instead focus on that and know, okay, I've set myself up financially January through May to where I know I have enough to pay myself. I know I have enough to pay all my bills, everything. When the summer does dip some, that's okay because I expected this. And so it takes that roller coaster that we go on, knowing my patterns in in my business from the past several years, I'm able to actually enjoy the roller coaster. Right. I love, I love, love that. And it just reminds me the importance of really just being intimately familiar with your finances Mm -hmm. As scary as it can be on the outset, really is so empowering and mm-hmm. can help you design a business and a life that you want to be a part of. So rather than, like you're saying, being fearful of that downtime, you're looking forward to it. I am. I, I really am. Because although it's not like part of me thinks, oh, that's not what you want. I have to battle that every day Mm -hmm. because I have to remember, okay, it's not all about the money coming in. As long as I know that I can pay myself what I need for my family to get by, as long as I can pay my, you know, my virtual assistant, as long as I can pay my bills and I have that money sitting there, I want to be able to enjoy this life. Like that's why I did this. I didn't do this so I could sit here in my office and never see my children and they're home for the summer and me close my doors and say, I'll see you at 7 PM. That's not why I did this. So when I can reframe it and remember why I did this and do the work in advance to set me up to handle. And that's, that's the key part right there. If I hadn't done the work before and been wise with the way I spend wise with, with my business finances. I, I would be freaked out. And that's when we start making decisions based off of emotions and not based off of data and what is best for us in our business. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I feel like something we sort of like skimmed over the top of the idea of like lack mentality. And -hmm. I feel like that's such a big piece of finances because especially when, when everything is on your shoulders, all the financial load, like I remember when I started, wanted to start my business, I'm like, well, I have to make this much, like I have to be the one to make this, like no one's coming in to save me. And that can be really scary. And it can put you in that lack mentality because Mm -hmm. you're feeling like you need to chase because you, you need it. Talk to me a little bit about lack mentality in in our finances. Oh my gosh. I think that it, that you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's that we are now chasing after that, right? That goal. And so I feel like that's different than a goal because a goal, you know, is measurable. It's specific. It, it is realistic, but our lack mentality is usually from fear, Mm -hmm. fear of something that might not even be realistic. So when I do this, which I do, because I think it's totally normal, we're only human. I actually will go to my husband and he will say, okay, is this, is this really the truth or is this a lie that your brain is telling you? And how are you reacting to it? Because the more I believe, like the more I believe thoughts based off of fears and lies, the more unhappy I am as a person, the less I'm willing to work in my business because I'm like, tell myself it's failing or, you know, I tell myself some sort of lies that get into like this doom and gloom mode. And the more unhappy I am in my, in my family life. So for me personally, and I can't speak on it for everyone, it all bleeds together. Mm -hmm. So if I can make sure that I'm making decisions based off of data and numbers, then I can really just face that mentality head on. Yeah. I love the idea of grounding yourself mm-hmm. in that information and really allowing it to empower you. And knowing that ultimately, as we've said so many times on this show, fear is always going to be there. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. It's oh never going away. The sooner yeah. we can become friends with it, the sooner we can say like, all right, mm-hmm. jump on in, but you're in the passenger seat and I'm in the driver's mm-hmm. seat. The sooner yep. we can just keep pushing forward and not be afraid of bringing on that huge client because mm. yay, we're going to make more money, but who we don't know how we're going to manage them or, yep. you know, yep. or we can just take those risks and take those challenges head on. And that's how you grow your business. Mm-hmm. I, I love how you said that we're always going to have fear. I think fear is just our brain's way of protecting us. We mm-hmm. just, there's something unknown is happening. Mm-hmm. And then I have to think, okay, thank you, brain. Thank you for doing your part and trying to protect me. But now I've got this. I can talk this out. And I think that just anyone who's listening, find someone. I think there's something about talking about it, journaling about it, because we have to remove ourselves. And sometimes it takes active work to to remove that almost filter from our brain Mm -hmm. because we're so close to our business. Yep. And it can be really hard to see it as almost like this separate entity because we become so emotionally, at least I know I do, so yeah. emotionally involved in it. And that's why I have my husband who I can go to and say, hey, I need to work out this. And we'll get on my big whiteboard and we'll work it all out. And he'll just be like, it's okay. Like you're, we're, we're set. It's going to be okay. If you don't hit this metric, this goal, like it's not the end of the world. Right. And I think there's something to be said too for, 
trusting, like if we want to take this a little bit woo woo. So my husband is the same as you. Like he likes to look at the finances constantly. He likes Mm -hmm. to always know exactly what's happening. Whereas I'm like the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm grateful that he's there to bring that energy and to be doing that. But for me, I have this innate trust that it's always going to happen exactly as it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I think for listeners there, you know, I want to remind you that there is a balance between needing proof mm-hmm. and trusting that if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's going to, it's going to happen. And I'm not saying like, forget about all planning <laughs> and don't do your budget not at all, but yeah. reminding you that like being in that hyper-masculine mindset also can set you up for failure because mm-hmm. then if you don't have the proof, all of a sudden you start spiraling. Yes. And I think it's also to lean into what you need most. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like what your husband needs most is data and facts. Mm -hmm. That's what I need most, Mm -hmm. but you need more of that, more of that trust, more of that feeling. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's also people that can be in a happy medium. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to lean into those roles. Um, But I still think that, you know, obviously you need to know about your finances and how much you have coming in and out of your business. Obviously those basic numbers are, are good, but you can also hire a bookkeeper mm-hmm. that can do most of that. You know, I now, even though I'm still actively involved, I have someone that does all of my bookkeeping. And so once a month I get this profit and loss statement essentially, and I'm now out of that role, but I still know what's going on. Yeah. And so that's okay too. But I think like we all, we all need different things and we all need different things at different times in our life. Mm-hmm. So while, while there, there will be seasons where you do need to lean one way or the other, and that's okay. And give yourself permission to change and give yourself what right. you need. Yeah, absolutely. I love that reminder. I think is so important because I also think we think about budgeting or we think about finances and we think there's one way to do it. Oh my gosh. You no. got to have this spreadsheet and you got to try blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, of course, there are foundational elements that we want there, but there's a way to make it your own, like everything else you do in your business. How does, what feels good for you? Mm-hmm. What's the best way? Like I was talking to my um, uh, woman who runs my mastermind and I was talking about weekly budgeting and she's like, it's like your queen time. You sit down with a glass of wine and you have on like a nice outfit and you like bring that energy to your budget. And I love that idea. Like mm. for me, that feels very aligned versus like this, like, nitpicky, like have to go in and, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know what I do? Tell me. I take my kids to school. The house is empty. <laughs> I have a nice cup of coffee and it's mm-hmm. how I start my day. And I just, it, it's a grounding way for me to start my day. And I don't do it nearly as much now that I don't do my own bookkeeping, but it, but I still track on my own. Cause I'm a, I'm a dork like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it is calming. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I just, I'm like, okay, there's no unknowns. And so you have to find what works for you. And whereas my husband, like that probably sounds miserable to him, but he doesn't have to do it. So I, because it's my business, I'm going to do yeah. it. But I think you're right. Like it, any type of budgeting, personal business, any of it, it's going to depend on you. So don't think it needs to be cookie cutter. Don't think that, um, you know, I say lean into your love, lean into what you love doing, lean into the way you want it to feel because when it feels good, even if it's scary, even if you don't always see what you want to see, um, you're still going to be more likely to show up and do that. Yeah. And I think, the last thing you just said is, I think one of the last things I want to touch on, which is 
what happens when you sit down and it's not what you want to see mm-hmm. or you're in the red and all of a sudden this is the thing that I talked to my husband about with this is like then he's super anxious all day. Yep. And he's stressed out and he's all of a sudden he's in this completely different energy and he's being, you know, how oh, do we, your how husband do we, and I sound alike. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in, it's incredible that he brings that masculine energy. We need that. But, um, mm-hmm. but for listeners who feel that same way, cause that's so normal to feel that way. How do we manage that if we're checking our numbers daily or weekly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a time maybe in the, in your business when that happens. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously I, I mean, I have to say you, it's important to have an emergency fund. It's important to have money in savings to combat that. Because for me, I have to ask myself, okay, well, when I do that and I do have that financial anxiety related to my business finances, I have to have a safety net. And I say, Hey, This is why I have a safety net. Look, my safety net has its purpose. It is fulfilling its purpose. Like way to go, Allison, for creating that in the past. And then I can say, okay, you know, where was I last year? What can I do? What's the one thing I can do today Mm -hmm. to move me forward? Because when that happens sometimes, and maybe this happens to your husband, you get all of these things. I need to do this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And then who wants to do all of those things? I don't. So I think about it, I'll look, I will literally look at my income source and I will say, okay, well, what's bringing in my most income, most percentage of my income? What's one thing I can do to increase that income source? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to do something that's going to just raise me by a little. I'm going to go to my biggest, like, where can I get the biggest bang for my time? Mm-hmm. And how can I strategically do something over the next week to increase that one? And then that, that, you know, it's your biggest income source. You know, you're being active about it. You're not acting out of, um, it's, it's not. And the thing is, is it's not always the easy thing to do, right? The easy thing is to bring in the little dollars here and there. Mm -hmm. So when you can bypass that and focus on what is my biggest income source. Um, and then I mean, I highly recommend having, having that safety net, even if it's just a couple months to pay yourself it can help ease that financial anxiety so that it's not so overwhelming mm-hmm. so that you can think more clearly because yep. that to me has been the biggest, the biggest thing for me. Yep, absolutely. And just, and something that you said that reminds me of something we sort of mentioned earlier, which is again, coming back to that idea of, oh, I'm not going to have this money next month. So I need to cut my VA and I need to stop spending money here and like thinking more bigger picture. Mm-hmm. How can I yes. fill that gap? How can exactly. I bring more money? And I love that more solutions-based mm-hmm. mindset. Yes. And I think that that a lot of people immediately go to, oh my gosh, I need to cut this expense. I Exactly. I want you to think about it differently. I want you to think, okay, how much am I behind? How can I get halfway to that mark? Mm-hmm. And then get halfway there. How can I get halfway there again? And I never look at what do I need to cut out? I always look at, what do I need to do to make more? Mm-hmm. Does it look like I might have to work more and harder for the next three weeks? Okay, fine. That's part of this. That's part of this journey. That's part of this right. roller coaster. But it's almost like you have to get scrappy a little mm-hmm. bit. And for me, I would rather get scrappy and make more money than cut back on expenses that make my business easier. Like, right. <laughs> I just, that's what I would rather do. Yeah. Cause then you're treading water and then you're mm-hmm. ideally, you don't have the resources to make more money to get where you want to go. And you have a fear of adding that resource back in. Right. 
like if I were to cut my VA, I would then, you know, to cut, to worry about, you know, spending less, I would think naturally, cause I've not done this and I don't want to do this. I would mm. think naturally I would then have a fear of, well, should I add her back in? Cause what if I have to cut her again, right. which would make me not have someone there helping me, which would mm. in turn make it harder for me to bring in money. Right. So yeah. yeah, that's my big thing is work on increasing the income and, you know, decreasing the expenses. I mean, obviously to me is the last thing to go, unless it's a completely unnecessary expense. That's right. going to be my fine. That's going to be my very last thing I do. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Allison. Well, this has been so helpful. I'm loving this conversation before we shift gears. Um, What's one last gem? If, if listeners are to walk away with nothing else but this, what would that be? Oh, goodness. I think that when it comes to your business finances, knowing your truth and being willing to face it is the foundational piece to having freedom with it, mm. to being able to make decisions based on facts and not let your emotions control your journey because in this up and down journey, this roller coaster, it can be very easy to lean into your emotions. And whenever it's high, that's great. But whenever it's low, it's hard. When you know your numbers, when you have a good foundational system in place, you can lean into those lows and you can ask yourself, okay, even if it's might not be going as planned, what does this offer me in Mm -hmm. my life right now? Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's just shift gears real quick here and tell us what are you getting intentional about right now? Oh my goodness. So we're moving into summer break. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but my kids only have a week and a half of school left. And so I am being intentional intentional about how I am spending my time Mm. as a business owner. I have um, a book that I'm writing. So I want to be able to be intentional about making that a priority in the mornings. And then how can I end my day a little bit earlier? So that way I can escape the house and go swimming with them and spend time with them and really just pull back a little bit on my work. Yay for summer and yay for your book. That's so exciting. Yes, yes, I know. It's um, the final manuscript is due at the end of September. So I'm giving myself a runway. I've given myself a runway so that way I can, you know, I'm not super stressed by the end of this. Awesome. 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 And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Well, I have my own podcast. It's the Inspire Budget Podcast. So you can listen there if you're already listening to podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Inspire Budget or go to inspirebudget.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Allison. It's been so helpful to have you here. Thank you for having me. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.